Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me are Arlette and Marcial and the rest of the crew who were involved in making this film, HBO's COVID Diaries, New York City debuts. And this, this debuts March 9th, so coming up, it's a short documentary following five young filmmakers as they navigate the early days of the pandemic. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. How about we just go around and we could just introduce, maybe we'll start at the top, um, Johnny Ramos. Tell me about your role on this. Uh, my name is Johnny Ramos. I'm the director of youth media at DCTV. And, when D and one of the producers of COVID Diaries NYC. So when we went into uh, the pandemic started in March 13th, that was the last day at DCTV to keep the community together. We decided to, on March 14th, we started our Zoom remote learning because oh. we teach high school students and young adults, college age students filmmaking. So we decided that we would do diaries. We do COVID diaries. They would talk about the issues concerning themselves, but also issues concerning the communities that they, they live in throughout New York City. Great. So we went around handing out cameras, equipment, and this is the film that we ended up making. You know, that's really amazing to do that right from the start because nobody knows anybody's backstory of what they're going through and what they're struggling with. So it gives them a platform to process what they're going through, you know, and share. Yes. What about you, Jesse? Yeah, it's, it, it, it was crazy because as soon as we went online, a remote, uh, we just were trying to figure out how, what are we gonna do in order to continue to keep the community and do it in a remote setting. And so we came up with this idea of the, uh, the COVID diaries. And this is, was a way for us to continue the conversation with our students about what's going on uh, at the moment. And then it flourished into uh, the COVID diaries. Wow. And your school, is it right in Manhattan or is it outside? Yeah, we're, we're a nonprofit okay. uh, in Chinatown. In okay. downtown Manhattan, in Chinatown. So we're a nonprofit. We've been around for 40 plus years and we've had a youth program for 43 years. It's amazing. So we've always been part of the community and we believe in community work. So we teach our young people how to tell stories, their stories. It comes from them. So it's really important. And during the COVID, uh, the pandemic and keeping our community of young people together and filmmakers together, we wanted to hear their stories to, you know, to make sure they're safe, to make sure their families are doing well and to pick up a camera and to tell their stories. That's great. Now, Arlette and Marcial, how, how were you chosen to be part of this? What made their stories stand out? Well, we'll start, sorry, we'll start with Marcial. Yeah, well, the way it's, uh, before, before, well, during the pandemic or before the pandemic, I was in, um, I was a senior at Purchase College. Okay. And we got let off uh, to go home early because of the pandemic. So at that time, I called Johnny, um, who I haven't talked to in a while, uh, but I called him because he's the reason how, I mean, Pro TV and that whole program is the reason why I got into film school. And so in the pandemic, I decided to reach out again and, you know, talk to him and see how he's doing. And I told him that I was interested in working on a film on COVID. And he told me that that's exactly what they were doing, too. And if I would like to be a part of it, it's great. I said yes. Amazing. And which what? was really helpful because it was a really stressful time. So and I didn't really get to finish my own uh, senior project. So it was nice to work on something. And the fact that I got this far 
It's really nice. It's amazing. And I love that it started right in March. Yeah. I mean, this was at the very beginning of this. What about you, Arlette? Yeah, so I was already in a program at DCTV called Young Women of Cinema, and we were ready to film um, uh, our film, and we had to stop production, um, and they kind of just presented the idea of uh, filming our everyday lives, and I was interested in that. I wanted to film my parents. My dad, he's a bus driver. My mom, she's a home attendant, and I kind of just wanted to share their story. Yeah. It was so powerful the way both of you captured these lives. You. you know, I mean, just your stories. Uh, Arlette, let's start with you. I mean, what, what was it like? Were your parents okay with letting you film them? Yeah, they were okay. Um, my mom, she's not shy at all. She loves the camera. She was <laughs> okay with me filming her every day. Um, so I filmed her, she wakes up really early in the morning. Um, she takes three buses to go to work. I saw that. Um, there was a lot of dangers that she had to face. Um, you know, the homes are not always so sanitary. Um, and especially my dad, he's a bus driver, like I said. Right. And some people don't uh, wear masks in the bus. And so there was a lot of dangers with that. Crazy. Um, yeah. And I, that's what I wanted to show in the film and why essential workers are so important. Mm-hmm. What about you, Marcia? What what was your goal and what you captured? Well, when I started the project, I didn't really have a goal, but I knew that everything around me that was happening was extremely monumental and I just felt the need to document. Mm -hmm. So that was sort of my main agenda was to just document, document, document. Uh, I focused on my grandmother mostly because I thought it was quite interesting that uh, she had to keep on working because she had to keep the building afloat because if she right. doesn't work, in the building, you know, overfill the garbage or, and especially uh, they need someone to constantly sanitize the lobby and each floor. Sure. Uh, so I never really thought to ever film my grandmother, but this, I felt like so much was happening and that there was a new danger to her yes. job or yes. every life that I decided to just capture it. And, um, and whatever I filmed, I, or ever, whatever I felt like I needed to film, I just filmed and it sort of all came together. Mm. The scene where you're outside and there are a bunch of guys and they're not wearing masks. Mm -hmm. What was that like? It was a lot of fun. Um, that, yeah, it was, that, that's the, that's the part where I really sort of, that, so I can explain how that all happened. Uh, well, I just got a text from my friends to hang out. So I went to hang out and I decided to bring the camera because they were constantly telling me to film. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I did. And with that whole scene, I kind of wanted to explore this sort of, uh, this angst of being young during a pandemic and mm -hmm. wanting to be out and free and explore like how that was sort of a bit selfish because that put my grandmother at risk. But I felt like it was what I felt inside. So I wanted to show that, uh, to sort of show the other side to what I was going through. And I decided to just explore that. Um, and so I just brought the camera with me and everything kind of just fell into place. All of a sudden this guy's approaching us, yelling at us for, uh, for not, um, not social distancing and not putting a mask and I just filmed all of it and I think uh even though it, I do agree it was quite selfish I'm very proud of it because I feel like it really explored that angst of you know young people I think a lot of young people right now are not wanting to stay in and wanting to be out and right dangers that can lead to uh to the people you love yeah yeah there's a whole ripple effect 
yeah yeah and it all just happened naturally so that was mostly how I don't know about that but that's mostly how I, I just had the camera with me 24 7 just mm -hmm. constantly and whenever I you know I was ready to point um and things yeah. just sort of, you know came in front of me right what Arlette when you were capturing your mom's day how many hours she works that was unbelievable did you realize what her days were like you know, I, I didn't. Like, filming this whole thing was really rewarding and it put things into perspective. Like I didn't know the things that um, she had to sacrifice for me. Um, she, she, um, she works there all day and then she sleeps there and then she goes, she wakes up and then she goes to another job directly. So I can see how tiring it is. I can see it. There was a moment where uh, I filmed her in the bus stop and she was just there sitting and just breathing, just taking like, yeah. a moment to herself. And I really felt for her, even my dad too. He wakes up uh, really early in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. And you just see him there um, in the living room. Exhausted. Tired and yeah. just exhausted. And I, I really feel for them. I yeah. Do, yeah. And you know, he had to go to work. He, he, was, he felt fortunate he has a job. This is what he has to do, whether he's tired or not. Yeah. Did this bring you closer to your family members? Did you feel like you got a greater perspective of walking in their shoes? We'll start with you, Marcial. You know, I mean, I've always been sort of with my grandmother, helping her with the building and you know, always by her side. So I don't know if I, if, I don't think I really uh, got closer because I felt like we were already naturally so close. Which is but nice. What I'm so happy with is that I was able to document it. Yeah. Document our life in the building and document our relationship. Yeah. Um, so the fact that like I get to forever like have that because I know years from now like we might not have the building and right. You know, life moves on, so it's nice I was able to capture that moment. Yeah. Um, so more than close, I'm just happy that I, I just filmed it all and I always have that. I was thinking about that because I know I was very close to my grandmother's and. That's a rare thing, and not all of your friends have re have relationships like that with their grandparents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's just I don't have my grandfather or anything, so no. Any yeah, that's amazing. I'm pretty happy with, with that relationship. What would you like people to know about this film without giving so much away? We'll start with you, Arlette. There were a lot of things that I wanted people to take away from the film. Um, I, I think besides, you know, driving a bus, um, I wanted to see. I want people. I wanted people to see how resilient essential workers are and how they cope. And I think this film does a good job in starting a conversation about essential workers and yes. putting a face to that. And I also wanted to show a different side of Latinos, um, especially in the last administration, there was a lot of um, stigma. And I wanted to, to show that, that we come to this country to, to work hard and to just feed our families. Um, that's, that's, I want them, I want people to see that, that I portrayed that in this film. Yeah. What about you, Marcia? I agree with Arlette. I agree with Arlette. I think not everyone is, uh... Not everyone gets to work from home, so uh, I think we really put a face on uh, not all, but at least a handful of essential workers. And I think 
uh, with this film, I think it's going to be something that's going to age really well in the far future when people are looking into the pandemic and how it actually was, they could watch our film because we really sort of explore the human side of, uh, of what's happening. Um, yeah. you know, that's a long-term sort of goal, but I think that's one thing I'm kind of happy with is that our film definitely shows what's the pandemic, the mindset and the physical, what actually is happening. In the pandemic. Right. So. And I felt like it gave you such purpose for both of you when you got up in the morning to like, hey, I'm struggling during the pandemic, but I've got this very, very meaningful project, you know, because of Jesse and Johnny and I got to keep going. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very grateful for this opportunity because I, at that time, I lost both of my jobs and it gave me something to do. Mm -hmm. Something really meaningful. Yeah, and look where we are now. You know? Yes. So let's jump back to Johnny and Jesse for a second. Um, were you checking in with them every step of the way or did you see this after they captured all this footage and you were like, wow. I just um, want to say, I want to say first, because Johnny is going to be very humble about yes. it. Okay. If it wasn't for Johnny, I think that a lot of, we wouldn't be here. Uh, and, and I don't think that the piece would have uh, been made in the sense of the fact that Johnny was traveling on his bike, picture this, on his bike in New York City, mm. traveling from place to place, delivering equipment, picking up software, uh, picking up uh, the footage uh, yeah. and aiding in this whole process. During the protesting, during uh, when the entire city, at, at, and this is the beginning, remember, the whole city was shut down. There, right. was, no train, there was no transportation. So, mm -hmm. you know, I just want to recognize Johnny and I, I feel that none of us would be, would have completed this if it wasn't for Johnny and the work that he did on this. Okay, Johnny, let's hear no, from you. No, I give it to the students. Because like I said, this program started, COVID Diaries started because we wanted to keep our community together, mm -hmm. all the young filmmakers together. And like Marcel said, he called me the day he graduated. He goes, Johnny, I graduated from college. I was like, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're about to make a movie. You want to join and John make a movie? Because I believe telling your stories. Yes. So he jumped down. But I just feel like, yeah, I did ride my bike around the city, but I did it for the students because I believe in the work they're doing doing and it's mm -hmm. important for young people to tell their stories about their communities to tell their sure. stories about being latino being african-american being asian telling mm -hmm. their stories and what this pandemic has done to us as a community because i think it's made us stronger you know we're more resilient we're like sticking up for ourselves we're saying this is what matters for us in our communities and these are the yes. things that we need for our community yeah this is new york city at, at large i feel well the world Yes. We're going yeah. together as, you know, what's going on in California, I feel for them because I have friends and family in California. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like this, this, this is a universal story. Right. And I feel like these filmmakers, the filmmakers from DCTV's youth media program really show the world how strong they are. And, you know, I'm very proud of the work that they've done. And I think it's just an amazing, you know, work that they've done. It's just, it blows my mind away be part of this. Well, and people need to see the different types of people living in New York, what makes up New York. New York is an amazing, amazing place to live and to experience. And 
these stories are very powerful. I, I actually was supposed to be coming to New York and Connecticut in March, canceled my plans before I knew that there was COVID. Okay. So, and then I heard that New York was shut down, you know, March. So this was outstanding that you got this done, that you kept this going. Really was. Anything else you'd like people to know about this film? We could start with Johnny or Jesse, or we could jump into, you know, back to Marcial and Arlette. I just want to say that, honestly, that our young people, they were just such an inspiration. And it, and it really was about keeping community and um, it gave us purpose. It gave us a reason mm -hmm. to get up every morning and say, okay, what are we doing here? How are we... What are the what are the the themes that are coming out of the of of filming these diaries and how mm -hmm. can we cope together? Yes, as a community right. to move forward. And yeah. so I, I am so, I am so grateful that um, I was able to be a part of this. Uh, our young people at DCTV Youth Media, I, I think they're you know every day I, I'm so thankful that we have the support at DCTV to do what we do and yeah. to our young people to really use uh, filmmaking as a way of activism, as a way of allowing them to go outside and explore their communities and advocate for the things that matter to them. Yes, which is essential. What I was going to add to that, um, to what both you and Johnny said, is that at a time when we we're feeling very isolated, you gave Marcial and Arlette an opportunity to not feel so isolated, to have a purpose to have this connection, to look at life in a deeper, meaningful way. Yeah. Yeah. It's outstanding. We our voices and I think as all, well, we're very, very fortunate to have that opportunity to be able to express ourselves. And uh, uh, even though our film doesn't really talk about the not-for-profit ProTV that kind of got us all together, I think it's important that those programs exist. Uh, they're free and they give students, you know, space to, uh, be creative. Um, so hopefully we could shout that out at the end of our film somehow. And this could be like a life altering experience where you decide, you know what, maybe I want to explore filmmaking professionally. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Right? Definitely. So let's get into the details about the film. Um, it is debuting March 9th. Uh, how did it land on HBO? You gotta ask Johnny and Jesse. <laughs> Our founder, John Alpret, and his wife, Keiko, they founded DCTV, but they've always made film for HBO and other outlets. John submitted it to HBO. And at first we didn't think, you know, they didn't say anything. They didn't mention it. And then towards the end of the year, they were like, we want to acquire it. We want to screen it. And we were very happy because we were, you know, we were pushed it for Sundance and yeah. other outlets, but HBO was the one that opened the door and was like, we want to, we want to show this film to everybody. Great. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, you know, anything else you'd like people to know about the film? Well, besides this film being made, I feel like the, uh, there are other, like I said, you know, we had over a hundred students working on diaries. These are the five that got highlighted. Okay. Uh, but a lot of other students also made little short films of experience of what COVID meant to them. And so hopefully we can keep this moving forward some kind of way of using this as an educational tool, just not to talk about COVID, but also talk about the issues 
that COVID Dira brings up, the inequalities within our systems, the yes. essential workers, immigration. Uh, so, you know, there's so many other topics that this film talks about mental health crisis in this country. And so how important. That affect us in the next few generations. High school students, middle school students are going to be dealing with mental health issues when they go back to school. That's so right. These are things that we need to keep in the forefront. Right. And I'll just talk about how young people, these filmmakers, even though they're young, they have stories to tell. And yeah. our story, their stories matter. Yes. And that we need to elevate their voices and talk about, you know, our program is free. We're 100% free. We don't charge a dime. We believe about giving community giving back to the community. And we need to talk about, you know, community movements and talk about how communities need to work together to allow things like this to happen, to be free and to, to advocate for high school students, middle school students, elementary students to be creative during a time yes. like Because they kind of saved us too. Because, you know, I was isolated by myself in my apartment in New York City. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be going outside. You know, wow. so, you know, so. <laughs> It was give and take, you know, they yeah. gave me just as much as I gave them. And I fed off of their energy, they fed off of my energy. So I'm grateful for all the five filmmakers, all, all the students that we worked with this past year. Without them, we wouldn't be working because yes. they helped us when we helped them. So it's a give and take. And I'm, I am so proud of, I can't tell you how proud I am of this program and my, the staff at DCTV and my coworkers, Jesse, Sade, John, Michael, you know, I can name them all. I'm just so proud of all of them because it's amazing. They stepped up to the plate when we needed it. Well, we can continue doing these kind of segments. I'd be more than happy to have other filmmakers back on, whatever you like to do, your team. This is fantastic. Well, yeah, I'm sure the other filmmakers, Araceli and Shane, Camille, okay. and the other little filmmakers, the other filmmakers that made little short films that are just as great as this one, you know, it's like, I can give you lists of lists of people you can talk to. All right, that's <laughs> fantastic. From mental health to, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, everything, mm -hmm. you name it. We can fill yes. your, your radio program up. I'd be more than happy. You know, and my show does deal with mental health a lot. Oh, good. You I do have, a lot of different have, segments on mental health. It's very important because right now, you know, younger people are going through a mental health pandemic. It was a crisis before and, Everyone is affected. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you, you should have Araceli. Araceli is very articulate about mental health issues. And she's only 17 years old. Wow. So articulate about it and so passionate about the issue. So Amazing. if you want to talk, we, we, we can bring on more people. I would love it. it. I would love it. So just give a website where people can find out more about the film. You can go to uh, www.dctvny.org. Okay. Or you can go to HBO Max, uh, the HBO.com website too. Well, Arlette and Marcial, great things are in store for both of you. You're both very talented. I really enjoyed the film. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Be well. Yeah, take care. Thank Thanks. you.